2: Everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it's December 21st, it is 2023. We have a seven game NBA slate on FanDuel, a six game NBA slate on DraftKings. Be interesting to see if they end up deleting these slates and um, adding slates in the morning that include the um, two late games. So, um, thought it was very interesting when it came to how. How they kind of set up these slates. Joined today by my buddy Timothy Buell, Tasteful Tides in the DFS streets. Tim, what's happening, my friend?
3: Yeah, not much, Stevie. Yeah, we're seeing some. Uh, I, I think we're seeing something that they're going to start trying on the, uh, on the bigger sites um, to get more casual players to be able to play. And I think they're going to experiment with making the main slate uh, without the uh, later games. So I think we're going to start seeing that. A little bit more. That's just my theory anyway.
2: I'm okay when it's like a 12 game slate and it knocks it down to like eight or nine. But like when it's right. an eight game slate, I don't know if I love it. Um but I, I completely understand like why they're doing it. Like I, I mean all these games that we're gonna talk about on DraftKings start at seven, eight o'clock and then on FanDuel they added the nine o'clock game. So it's like a two hour window on FanDuel in a one-hour window on DraftKings. So I get it. I, I just – when the slate's like eight, it's like, eh. So um, anyway, we'll, we'll see. I hope – I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I like the smaller slates, so like I'm kind of – I have mixed feelings about it. Um, I just wish we'd know if they're going to do it all the time. Right. So. right right. uh let's get into breaking the slate down we don't have a ton of totals out we got a lot of back-to-backs on the slate um one thing that i noticed so those are always the worst slates for night before podcast but hey we're gonna do it we got utah at detroit 238 and a half total here utah is a two-point favorite in this game utah is going to be on the second end of a back-to-back um i'm assuming that clarkson continues to sit I assume that Keontae George um, will end up sitting as well. And then on the Detroit side, Duran and Morris out. Let's start with Utah. What are your thoughts here when it comes to the Jazz?
3: Yeah, so the Jazz,
2: like you said, are on the second night of back to backs. Uh,
3: Markenden played, I think, 36 minutes. Uh, Sexton played 32 minutes. Fontecchio uh, played a ton of minutes also. Uh, I can't believe, like, the Detroit is actually, like, you know, only a two-point dog, right? So they actually have a chance to, like, win this game. Um, I think this game is amazing for fantasy fantasy production. Um, I, I'm hoping um, we get some news so it becomes a little bit easier uh, to play guys like Louis market Marketin. I'd love to play him at 8,700. He should be able to smack this matchup. Sexton's price is getting really out of hand at seventy seven hundred, but I still think that in this particular matchup you can play him. Um, same thing with like Fontecchio; he's six k, but I still think in this matchup um, you can you can play him. So uh, you know this this is a really good spot um, for for fantasy for fantasy points. I am excited to play a game stack of this game.
2: Yeah, I mean Collins came back. Um... And now, like it's back-to-back games where he's played low minutes. Does he play the second end of a back-to-back? Is a question mark here for Utah? Um, like you mentioned, Fontecchio, he played 36 minutes on Wednesday night and did nothing. Um, so it's a tough. Team I, Sexton's price is a little a l- little much for me. Unless now, like we start getting more and more people ruled out for Utah, um, then I think he's potentially playable. I mean, marketing has been someone that has been banged up here recently. You know, does he end up playing the back-to-back? You know, they haven't had a back-to-back since he returned on um, the 13th of December. So maybe they sit him on the second end of a back-to-back. Um, we'll have to kind yeah. of see what the injury news looks like. But I do agree with you as far as, like, this game as a whole is really juicy. You know, Detroit. Yeah, this is a
3: super juicy game. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Detroit's 7th in pace. Utah's 14th in pace. Um, and then we know, like, Detroit and Utah, both terrible defensive teams. Utah on the second end of a back-to-back, so they'll probably play a lot faster here. A lot of a lot of loosey-goosey kind of fun stuff here. But, yeah,
3: I think I probably – I didn't even mention probably the best play on the, uh, on the Jazz. That's uh, THT, Dale Horn-Tucker. Yeah, uh, I'm mean,
2: really he's in his minutes. It's not, it's What's funny. that? they finally extended his minutes
3: yeah exactly so uh yeah he played 30 minutes he played 30 minutes on tuesday night so uh he got 19 points and 11 assists so he got he got his double double uh at 7k in this matchup i think he's he could uh exceed that value pretty easily
2: um yeah i like tht and then on the detroit side i like cunningham I know he's expensive at 8,600. He seems to be the only like ceiling guy on this team right now. Everything else just is so spread out usage wise, assist wise, everything. Um, I, I mean, Bogdanovich, he's going to play minutes, but his ceiling has just kind of been capped. I really think that like, if you're paying up for somebody on Detroit, it's Cunningham.
3: him. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, it's, it's definitely Cunningham has the, like, highest ceiling potential. Um, I want to see, you know, like, who's starting for, like, at guard and, like, the whole, like, Hayes-Stewart uh, situation. I, I think Stewart's probable, but, like, the Hayes-Ivy, I think Hayes and Ivy are somewhat interesting. Um, if we get one of those guys out, like a guy like uh, Saucer would be a good play at 4,500. Um in, in this particular matchup, I don't mind getting to Bogdanovich at 6,700. Like we talked about, uh, this game is just extremely juicy from a DFS standpoint. Uh, I, and I love star Thompson. Just every, every, I feel like every slate, I have interest in him. So I think, I think Thompson and uh, Cunningham is obviously my favorite, followed by Thompson and then Bogdanovich.
2: All right, New Orleans at Cleveland, second end of a back-to-back for Cleveland. Uh, We'll be waiting on some injury news here. We got the morning shoot-around illness miss for Mitchell, and he ended up sitting. Um, And there's a lot of question marks in this game, so I don't expect a total anytime soon. On the New Orleans side, Herb Jones is questionable. Nance and Ryan remain out. But Valanciunas and Zion are both questionable in this game. Ooh. uh, So big news that we'll be watching this one. This has like the slates have been priced so tightly this week. Uh, we've been talking about it a lot on the podcast. This is one of those like games where we might get a ton of value, um, depending on like who's in, who's out because like, if we are talking Valanchunas and Zion missing, like Trey Murphy becomes a guy that I really like. If Herb Jones misses as well, Najee marshall at 4100 if those all those guys sit becomes like the top like player point per dollar on the slate for me it Mm -hmm. i mean it opens up everything on the slate if if we start getting all these guys ruled out
3: yeah i mean there could end up being like some huge huge value pieces on this pelicans team and it's not even it's not even a good matchup but it doesn't really matter because their prices are going to be so low um so yeah, like you know, Joe Val seems a little bit like it's like a real question mark. Herb Jones, like you said, so it, yeah, like Naji really sticks out power forward only. Um, but like, who who else is gonna be there? Who's gonna play the five? You know, like if, if Zeller sits, if Joe Val sits, is it gonna be Marshall?
2: I would assume that it. I mean, if Herb Jones plays, I think he'd play the five um yeah, okay. so i mean maybe i mean it could be marshall um i may mean, do have robinson earl but i don't even know the last time like he played meaningful minutes in the nba um right. earlier this year november like so i think it just kind of depends like who's in who's out um i mean they have a little bit of size still on the bench depth wise but i would assume yeah. it'd be herb
3: yeah herb at the five so i mean I would imagine that would help Jared Allen quite a bit, too, on the other side of this game, right? Like, he should be able to handle her pretty easily, I would imagine. Um, but, yeah, this this game is kind of hard to break down uh, the night before um, just because there's so many question marks. But definitely look out for value. Uh, definitely look out for a guy like Najee Marshall at 4,100 because he would be in an absolute smash spot.
2: And then on the Cleveland side, um, I made fun of Sam Merrill yesterday. Listen, that was before <laughs> before Mitchell got rolled out. Um, I, I just want to throw that out there. It was before Mitchell got rolled out. If Mitchell doesn't play again, I think we could go back to the well on Lavert Merrill, Allen, Craig Porter. I don't love Max Struess. Like, I think he's okay. It depends on like his ownership.
3: I took out uh sam merrill for max Struess stevie
2: okay yeah
3: yeah yeah that that did not end well for me that ended my night pretty pretty early but that was my like last like 2v2 swap i put in and took out took out merrill so that was a disaster that was a disaster of a tuesday night for me on the nba streets um but yeah um yeah, it all really depends on like if Mitchell's playing. Um, obviously, you can easily go back to Craig Porter Jr. if Mitchell is is still out. He would be a smash play at forty seven hundred. Um, Levert, I would go back to Levert. Um, I would even go back to a- Allen at seventy five hundred, and then Merrill. Um, I'd probably I'd probably chase the uh, the Merrill game again, or you know, for the first time. <laughs> 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 oh. i wish it was again i wish it was again i had him and then i took him out last second uh,
2: you gotta love when you make those decisions sometimes yeah. you make those last minute decisions and they're perfect sometimes you make them you're like oh i probably shouldn't have done that yeah. uh pacers at memphis 240 seven and a half total here grizzlies a four and a half point favorite. um let's go pacers first they're on the second end of a back-to-back but i mean they blew out charlotte on wednesday night so like no one i don't think anybody on the team played over 30 minutes in that game so i mean they should all be somewhat fresh like halliburton was cruising buddy healed had a huge night on wednesday uh what do you like here for the pacers
3: yeah i mean great great game total um uh halliburton under 11,000, i think feels a little bit too cheap um pretty decent matchup too um you know, it's it's you always want to get exposure in pacer games because they f- play at such a fast pace and they don't play defense. Right. So, you know, Halliburton at 10, I have no issue with uh, Miles Turner, at 78. I've got no issue with Bruce Brown, at 61. I'd say he's decent. Um, wow. Look at Isaiah Jackson's price. Probably not going <laughs> to do that. Um Oh, and look at T.J. McConnell, too. Yeah, so they really they really price these backups pretty aggressively. So um, I guess it would really just be like Hal Burton, Turner, uh, maybe Bruce Brown for me.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily have to play anybody from the Pacers in this game because of pricing. Um, I mean, right. like,
3: they're, they're, yeah,
2: the pricing is so tough. Um, and, like, I think some people will end up chasing a little bit Um on Buddy Healds like good night, but I don't think I want to touch it. I don't think I really want to touch anything here from Indiana. Like you could you could play Halliburton on any slate because he does have like that 70 plus point ceiling. Um, but we've been talking about it a lot this week. Like you really need these like over 10k guys to go bonkers because of how tight pricing has been. So Halliburton has been really solid, but like people around Halliburton have been playing good. Um, and like that has led to a lesser upside type for him so hey and um, i just
3: i want to before we talk about memphis i just want to give a shout out to you on your jaw call on his first game back i did not have the guts to play him and you were like play him play him play him and i was like nope nope but you were right (laughs) you crushed that one you crushed that
2: yeah i mean so i was on crunch time on tuesday i know i was was on grinders i
3: was on grinders live
2: yeah I was hammering at home and like he ended up being in, I think some of the larger field stuff or some of the larger dollar single entry stuff. He was like 7%. Um, And then on FanDuel, he was like 9%. So he ended up being like a little bit higher, but he was still like, we're not getting 10% owned John Moran ever again. So especially in this matchup here, I was um, going to
3: say, you're not getting (laughs) him on this slate. 41.7
2: 41.7% usage rate the other night from Jaw, averaged 1.64 fantasy points per minute in his first game back. He was rebounding. He was assisting. He was active on defense. Um, he looked like John Morant, and like everything I, I kept saying, like last on Tuesday is the same thing I'll say here. He's been practicing all season with the team. He he's I mean they were like, oh, we're gonna play him in the low 30s. That's coaches talk. If he's playing well and he looks good, he's gonna play. Play 35 minutes. So yeah. I think John Morant, we go right back to him here. Um, but oh, with yeah. Morant, Morant back, like we're gonna need Desmond Bain and Triple J's price to come down um with Mar- Morant back. They're both gonna take a hit. And I will say triple J, this is a fantastic matchup for him, but he he would need to be like seven K in this matchup with Moran on the floor. So, I like Triple J in this spot. I'll probably look at like his point prop here cuz it's a it's a phenomenal spot. Um, but in DFS, it's really tough to to get Triple J at this price. I love John Morant in this spot.
3: Yeah, like he they only priced him like $200 more than his first game back. Uh, he's in a way better matchup. Ownership is going to be sky high on him. Um that's the only argument against him, but still, I, I'm I'm gonna play him anyway. Uh he should absolutely crush this matchup. I don't have a ton of interest in any other Memphis guys, even though I think this is a decent matchup for JJJ, but I'm just gonna focus on um I'm just gonna focus on Moran.
2: Yeah, and like honestly, like I said, I think if you're in a if you're in a state with like betting, looking at triple J's like point prop, if it comes in at like 20, 21 in that range, it, that's what I would jump on here. Uh, I looked on prize picks and his prize pick projection is not up yet. Um, because I'm curious what we'd be looking at for him in this spot with Jaw. Like, are we gonna get a discount on him with Jaw back on the books? So I, I kind of want to see what we're looking at because this is a phenomenal spot indiana is terrible against bigs this is a great spot uh yeah and like job being on the court's going to open up some stuff for triple j as well like we saw him go to the free throw line 15 times the other night in that game yeah i I mean he
3: he, yeah he should easily exceed like 22 real life points in this matchup
2: you would hope so i I mean you would hope so i
3: would i would assume yeah
0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply need to hire. You need indeed.
2: All right. Clippers and thunder. No total in this game. Clippers second end of a back-to-back Paul George, um, missed Wednesday's game with an illness. We'll see if he, I wouldn't be shocked if he comes back and they sit like Kawhi, um, but like that kind of scenario or like James Harden here, um, to kind of limit the amount of back-to-backs or like Kawhi's played back-to-backs this year. I think he's played like three or four already. Um, but I I mean, we are, we're seeing this Clippers team kind of roll right now. Uh, let's talk about the Clippers just in general. Um, James Harden, Kawhi, their prices, their prices, it's climbing enough. Like we just, Harden was 8,500 against the Pacers like two games ago. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Clippers?
3: Yeah. So there, there, there's an illness going through the Clippers locker room right now. So what transpires between now and when this game starts, I can't really speculate, but there is an illness going around. And that's why George is out. And, um, you know, these prices, this is this is a pretty good spot um, for the Clippers. The the Thunder play at the sixth fastest pace uh, in all of basketball, so this is a really nice pace up spot for the Clippers. Um, but like you said, I mean, I feel like I need one of the big three to sit out. Okay, like eighty eight hundred for George, ninety two hundred for Kawhi, ninety three hundred for Harden, and if they all three of them play. I don't know, you know. Yeah, if I'm making 20 teams, I'd have like you know one in several lineups, but I can't just pick one. They're priced pretty high, so I would like to see one one of them sit. And if one of them one of them does sit, um, I would I would prefer Kawhi uh, the most if George sat or Harden sat.
2: Yeah, I mean I'm I'm on the Harden train and I'm gonna keep riding this train. I think he has triple double upside, but Kawhi has double double upside and like can add a lot of steals and blocks and stuff. Um so if one of them sit, you can make a group of zero to one with the other two. If you want to play one of them, um I, I completely understand it. Like their pricing is just caught up. That, that's all I'm gonna say is the pricing just overall has caught up here. Zubak has been playing really well. Um, I don't necessarily love the 7K price tag for him. I hate the price increase. Like, Zubok's a really solid, like, $6,500 player. At $6,500, like, you need, at 7K, like, that extra $500, you need him to score, like, that extra five to 10 points. And like Zubak is a guy that can get you 35, 40. He's not a guy that's typically going to get 50. I know he did it against the Pacers the other night, but he had like 16 rebounds or something like that in that game. So um I, I just think overall the Clippers are priced appropriately. If everybody plays, watch the news and, here. Yeah. Watch the news. Yeah.
3: And if you do get some news in this game, don't forget about Amir coffee. He plays Big, big minutes. Like, there's six minutes left in that game right now, and he's played 33 minutes in that game. So he's playing huge, huge, huge minutes, and he's only 4,600. So he could be, like, a really, really good salary-saving option.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, if if any of the big three are out, coffee probably starts. Um, If Zubox sits on the second and a back-to-back, Tice would probably start. So, like, just watch the news here on the Clippers – on the Thunder side, I mean SGA just keeps. Yeah, so, yeah this guy's just smashing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it. Did, I think really on SGA, it depends on like what type of value we get throughout the slate throughout the day. Uh, but I, I think he's definitely. I don't love Giannis against Orlando. If Giannis plays, he's questionable. We'll talk about that. I think that's one of the next games we have coming up. So I think like, it's between Halliburton, SGA, John Morant and Wimby, like probably playing two of those guys. So I I think SGA is very, very much in play here. Uh, 100%. I I do prefer
3: Morant over him, but if I can get to both of them comfortably, uh, uh, SGA would definitely be number two. Uh, He just keeps, he just keeps paying off his price tag. He's so consistent. Um, The only thing that kind of worries me is, who do you think guards SGA? Do you think he gets Kawhi? Do you think Kawhi guards him?
2: That's tough to say. I mean, they... they I don't think they put Harden on him.
3: Right, that's what I'm saying. It's not going to be Harden, because he would destroy Harden. Um, George might be sick. or You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if they put George on him. I'm a little worried that they're going to put Kawhi on him, which would be a very tough matchup for him, I think. He could still beat it, but it would be tough, I think.
2: So well, yeah, I mean, I, I think that Terrence Mann could probably guard him as well. Um yeah. So I it's tough to say. Like it's so hard to kind of predict like the the thing with like NBA that has changed so much in the last five years is like there's so many more like pick and rolls and like screen set that right. it's not like one individual, like, I'm gonna lock you down. I mean, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a pick and you're not gonna be guarding me in a second. So like I don't look at I don't look at like individual people locking people down as much, but I think that it's definitely something to note, right? Like it, it's something yeah. to think about and it's something to note. Um, uh, I, I saw how fast this Boston and um, Sacramento game was playing, and I quickly took like the in game over. So I hope it mm-hmm. continues to play this fast. It's <laughs> fantastic. Um, anything else you want to add here from the Thunder?
3: I don't really think I'm seeing anything that appealing. I mean, I love Chet. Uh kind of he's kind of at a funny price point. Um I don't think I'm going to get to him, but I do I love him as a player. Um he would be a good GPP play, but I'm not really seeing anything like value-wise that I'm that excited for.
2: And and just like really quick, I don't want to like overlook the fact that like Kawhi is still a top 15 defender in the NBA. Um right. even through Like, even through, like, aging and, like, the injuries and, like, everything, he's still, like, a a top 15 defender in, like, the NBA. Um, You know who's been playing insane defense? I was looking at it earlier. Um, Anthony Edwards is just – he's on another level defensively right now. Um, Yeah. Anyway, just something that I noticed. San Antonio at Chicago, 230 and a half here. Chicago, three-point favorite. They aren't a back-to-back. We don't expect Levine to play in this one it sounds like he's still like three weeks out so um i think everybody else plays san antonio side bassy's out um and then Keldon johnson's probable um san antonio i think this is a phenomenal spot for wimby um Mm -hmm. got a game off is rested and ready to go 63 like he he scored 63 fantasy points the first time these two teams met like he's on another level right now and like I didn't realize it like how much of the level has just increased for Wimby until you like saw him get ruled out and then like you were looking into like Zach Collins stats and stuff but sometimes it takes a guy to be out to be like wow this guy is he's playing insane right now and that I mean that's just where Wimby is right now so I think even at nine k, Chicago on the second end of a back to back, maybe this game plays a little bit faster with them on the second end of a back to back. I I think Wemby is another like top end play that I want to have some exposure to here. I I mean Wemby should be a ten k player,
3: like every. It's just much a matter of time. Yeah, I mean, so I think we're, we're still getting that rookie discount with him, which is uh, he he deserves to be five figures, right? So. Uh, Wemby at nine K still has power forward center eligibility. Like I, I think that's a real value at nine, at nine K I have no issue firing him up, but it's like, we have at 95 SGA 10 2, right. You know, we've got, we've got that, um, you know, Utah game. We've got Cade Cunningham, you know, like, so we've got all these guys like right around the same price point, uh, the you know the Clippers you know, situation um yeah so like all these guys are right around like that same price point so it really depends on ownership right
2: well I, I, so really quick like just a general overview of the slate on DraftKings we have six teams on back-to-backs on Fanduel. there's eight with six teams on a back-to-back on a six-game slate I think we're going to have enough value throughout the day where we'll be able to play like two guys over nine K um, on DK. Like, right. So I, I love the ownership thoughts, right. I-, I love the ownership thoughts. My first lean right now, like on the first team that like, every time I do the podcast, I like, kind of build like a shell lineup right now. It's, it's Wimby and Morant. I think those are the two guys I'm going to focus mm. on over nine K. And like Wimby has the same ceiling as Halliburton and SGA, in my opinion. Um, and they're both oh, over yeah. 10K. So, like, Moran at yeah. 95 and Wimby, like, I might be able to get another stud with those two guys because they're not over 10K yet. So, uh, I just think ownership matters for sure, but there's always that guy. Like, everybody for Boston tonight jumped on... um, What's his name? I can't think of his name. Hauser and, like, Brissette. Same Houser. And yeah. Pritchard was like, I think in, on DraftKings in the contest I was in, he's like 4% owned. And he's right. got 12 points already. So um, there's always like, even with news, there's always ways to get different. And like, court IQ just tells you like, who benefits. And I talked about on the podcast yesterday with Tatum off the court, Pritchard gets more shots. Just look into that. Court IQ is free. It's literally free just go is, in is it, re- t- is it really i'm almost it's 95 great. i'm 95 sure that court iq is free i could be wrong now but um yeah i mean just wow. go in and take guys off the court like look right. into the stats and i mean especially with nba i mean you have to look into that kind of stuff all right um chicago side of this game i don't know did kobe white do anything um um god they beat the lakers well. that's awesome DeRozan had a good game. I knew that. Kobe White did not um what are your thoughts here on the Bulls? Well, I was going to say, I mean, well, Kobe White was okay. 17, 7 and 5.
3: Not for 8K though. Not yeah, not for 8K. Yeah, I mean I mean you want to get exposure against San Antonio, but where um with these prices, I I think it's Kobe White. Uh to be honest with you, like I'm not paying, um, 6500 for Williams or 6100 for Caruso, right? Like, um, I we're assuming Levine is out. Um, Vucevic, I guess 8100 would be a good play, but I think it's White for me at 83. Go go right back to Kobe White.
2: I think you can make a group of DeRozan and White at zero to one and, like, just let it kind of filter those two guys in the lineups. Because, uh, like, yeah. especially if you're building, like, 150, San Antonio matchup is phenomenal. I don't necessarily hate or love this spot for Vooch. Um He had 47 fantasy points the first time these two teams met. Like, I could see him having, like, a solid game. Vooch is not typically the guy that's going to get you 60. So, no. I-, I mean... I'm
3: just, I'm just speculating, but, like, I feel like DeRozan's going to sit
2: i don't i don't know i, I mean the, like the bulls just play these guys into the ground <laughs> I mean, these guys just play so many minutes like williams caruso white vooch and DeRozan just play until they're not until they can anymore i mean like in the blowout against the lakers tonight DeRozan had at 36 minutes because that's what the bulls do so right right and i just checked Cord IQ is free. I signed out of my accountant. Um, so wow, if you're not taking advantage of Cord yeah, IQ, use
3: Cord IQ every slate. If, yeah, it's awesome. I can't believe it's free.
2: Um, so here we'll just we'll quickly Derek in chat says who benefits if DRR or DDR sit so quickly taking DeRozan and Zach Levine off the floor on Cord IQ. And
3: Yeah, I mean, guys, like I, I do this several times a day, you know. Oh yeah, so like, everyone you, you should doing. I had no idea it was free. That's
2: yeah, awesome. There you go. I mean, so looking at it um, here on Court IQ, if these two guys are off the floor, the biggest bump is Caruso and Kobe White and Vooch. I mean, they're all five plus percent owners or usage um, bumps. So. Those are going to be the guys that get the biggest bumps, you know, obviously looking at it, Kobe white, 1.05 fantasy points per minute, 1.25 fantasy points per minute for Vooch. Um, Drummond, Drummond's such a monster, like fantasy per minute guy. It's just wild. Um, so yeah, I mean, if, if DeRozan end up sitting, I think that would just sit, (laughs) you play a lot more Kobe white. And I think you definitely would have more Caruso, um, if that were to happen. All right, we got Orlando at Milwaukee to finish out the DraftKings slate. It's a 238.5 total here. Milwaukee, eight-and-a-half point favorite. Orlando, second end of a back-to-back. Foltz has been ruled out for this game already. Um, so we know that. I saw a, a report about that. i would be be interesting to see what they do with Wendell Carter Jr. here, if he plays or not. And then on the Milwaukee side, I mean, probably the biggest news on the slate is Giannis is questionable. Um He's dealing with like a foot sprain. So, I mean, that sounds like he's like a legit question mark here with a foot sprain. So, let's start with Orlando. What do we like here for the Magic?
3: Honestly, not that much. Nada. Um, Just say it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, honestly, really nothing. Um, How many minutes did Carter play tonight? Twenty-three.
2: I was so spot on on the podcast yesterday. I said okay. twenty-five max, somewhere in between, like twenty and twenty-five. Twenty-three is okay. right in between twenty and twenty-five. What's up? Know my magic. Yeah. So maybe
3: <laughs> maybe, and and Anthony's minutes have been down too. It seems like.
2: Well, Suggs is healthy. I mean, they're just. They have yeah. a lot of bodies. They rotate a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so really, so.
3: really nobody. I'm not going to pay that much for Bonchero or Wagner. So really nobody. On a if everybody road
2: plays, road. I'm with you. Um, if, yeah. if, if we start getting like some people rolled out, sure. It's a great spot. It's a pace up spot for Orlando. Milwaukee we talked about how bad they've been defensively a lot this season. So like if, if some people start getting ruled out, it becomes a lot more interesting. Um, on the Milwaukee side, if no Giannis, Dane becomes one of the top players on the slate. Um, Middleton obviously so, gets a bump, but it, it's, it's Lillard. Lillard would have a huge bump here if no Giannis. Do
3: you rate,
2: so assuming no Giannis, do you rate Lillard
3: higher than Morant and Wemby?
2: It would be really interesting to try to build a team with all three of them. Yeah. I might punt a position and just say I need somebody to get me. 15 or 20 at like three to 3,500 to make it work. Cause like you can, you get 4,400 per salary in that situation. If you played all three of those guys on DraftKings and like, yeah, now I just need one punt. Like I would literally just try to find a punt that I think is going to play. And like, it'd probably come from that new Orleans Cleveland game. Um, yeah, like, true. like we talked about, like if Valanciunas and Zion sit, so I think it, it really kind of depends on like news. Um, but Lillard's usage and his usage is 36%. He averages 1.56. So, like, I think I'd have to put Lillard above one of those two guys. I just don't know who I would do. I would honestly, I try to build a lineup with all three and see if I like it.
3: It's just Orlando's defense is so good. That just makes me a little bit nervous. I still back to back like for Orlando little...
2: though, and this game's in
3: Milwaukee. So true. Yeah. Just makes me nervous. I feel like I like Morant and Wemby more, but I I'm not really sure on that.
2: But the ownership conversation's fun too, because like if right. Lillard's gonna be chalky because Giannis sits, then I would right. like Morant and Wemby more. Then so like that right. conversation happens. Right. But I, I want to see what the value opens up throughout the day because I, I think looking at it right now and like knowing how the slate kind of shapes up, I think there's a potential to play all three of them together. That'd be a fun team. Um, anything else you want to add on the Milwaukee side here?
3: I don't really have that much interest um, in any – I'm trying to think. If Giannis is out, I guess you know Middleton's fine, Lopez is fine, but none of these guys are really standout plays for me.
2: Beasley's fifty three hundred in that scenario. Um, nah. The one that really kind of stands out to me is like Jackson Jr. Does he get twenty five plus minutes if Giannis sits at four k or
3: even or even Bobby Portis at fifty five? He'd be okay.
2: Yeah, I mean Portis is a high high upside guy. So I never yeah. hate playing Bobby. I played him the other night against the Spurs in my run back.
3: Yes, yeah, so did I.
2: Um my my gosh, I had a team I had a team that should have won a FanDuel tournament um last night and Podzi got hurt at like low ownership and was crushing. I was like, "Oh, are you kidding me?" So, anyway, happens to the best of us. Um all right, FanDuel added the Lakers and Minnesota game, so we'll talk about this game really quick. There's no um total out for this game both teams on a (laughs) back-to-back Edwards just came back LeBron and Anthony Davis have been questionable every single slate so this game on Fanduel could potentially open up a lot of value um because if like AD or LeBron or or both of them sit like Reeves Russell um Christian Wood Hachamara, like the Lakers would be a, a great value team on FanDuel if LeBron or Anthony Davis or both of them sit here. If They both play. I probably don't have a ton of interest in the Lakers here.
3: Yeah, if they if they both play, there's no no chance I would pay this much for, you know, either one of them. Um, but definitely if one sits, the other one is firmly in play. Um, yeah, but I mean, if everyone's healthy, this is a not a good spot for the Lakers, really. I don't think.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of with you. And then, like on the Minnesota side, on Fanduel, Cat is 8800, Gobert is 8100, Edwards is 9600. Like, there's just not a ton of value with everyone healthy. So I think if everybody plays for Minnesota, I don't have a ton of interest either. Like, yeah. Fanduel, Fanduel should have just did with DraftKings and left this or, game off. This-
3: this is a ver this is a very, is a very uh, poor late night hammer in my opinion. Uh it's good re- good uh real life game, but not good for uh, fantasy. Yeah, yeah I um, think um, Mitch Rob is out for the out for the year.
2: Yeah, I just saw that alert come across. Um Yeah. Gosh, I hate to see it. All right, let's play the morning grind game. We're going to use DraftKings six-game slate because that's what I have up in front of me. Um, favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who do you got? Uh,
3: I'm going to assume that the some news goes in my favor, and I'm going to say uh, Amir Coffee.
2: Yeah, don't hate it. I think Mitchell ends up sitting again, so give me Sam Merle here at 4,500 after I made fun of him yesterday. Over 8K (laughs) to go under 5X. Who's your bust today?
3: That's actually kind of a tough one. All right. The easy one is uh, Desmond Bain.
2: Yep. Um, I don't hate that. This one's tough. If Giannis plays, it's probably Giannis for me. Um, If Giannis doesn't play... I think it's Banchero. As much as I like Paulo, um, Magic are too spread out right now. Favorite six X play.
3: Um. Oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Jaw.
2: Yeah, I'm going all the way to the top two. Give me Wimby here at nine K against Chicago. Yeah. Uh, let's get weird. GPP play of the day.
3: Um, i'm gonna go with i wonder how weird this is gonna uh i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with brooke
2: lopez yeah i think that's weird uh, i mean yeah um I, the more I think about this, the more I really think this is going to be a low-owned spot for Cade Cunningham. So I think Cade is really interesting. Um, depending on how the news can... I should have
3: gone. I should have gone Bobby Portis, but I'll go. Russell. I'll go Lopez.
2: Uh, not a ton of bets out or props out right now because we have no. so many back-to-backs. But I will say, I really don't mind Utah minus two against Detroit. I know they're on a the back-to-back, but Detroit has been awful. Um, so I don't I don't hate Utah minus two here um going up against Detroit.
3: I like that quite a bit. I like Oh, I got
2: it I got Utah minus one and a half on hard rock. I'm gonna take that Ooh. right now. Got 'em. We're gonna take that. Um any final thoughts before we get out of here, Tim? Nope. Uh thank you very much, Stevie. Thanks for hanging out. If you're on YouTube, you can hang out for 15 minutes. We're gonna talk NFL week 16 morning grind podcast will be live in 15 minutes on youtube everybody listening for nba thanks for hanging out we'll be back tomorrow talking more hoops good luck everyone we'll see you then